Hello, and welcome to Soothing Pod's Sleep Stories. My name is Arif, and tonight I will be your guide as we travel over the starry skies and glide through glistening seas with Asteria, the titan goddess of shooting stars. Before we embark on our journey to ancient Greece, however, let us take a moment to find peace and comfort in the place that we are in, here and now. Close your eyes and allow your body to sink into the mattress underneath you. Here and now, there are no obligations. There is no to-do list. By simply lying here with your eyes closed, listening to the sound of my voice, you are already resting and giving your body time to relax. Turn your attention for a brief moment to how your body feels lying in bed. Can you feel the plush mattress underneath you? The softness of the pillow as it cradles your head? Can you feel the blankets as they embrace you, comforting you and keeping you warm and cozy away from the cool night air? With your eyes closed, try and picture what your room looks like. Find where the door is in your mind. Find where the closet is. Trace them out in your mind as your room slowly comes into focus in your imagination. Here, in your imagination, anything is possible. So tonight, we are going to bring the stars inside. Try and picture a starry night sky on your ceiling. Not the peel and stick stars, the real deal. Where your ceiling once was, there's something entirely different now. A small model of the solar system hovering just above your head. The darkness of the inky black expanse of space swirls mere inches away from you, peppered with sparkling stars that look even more miraculous from such close proximity. You can see the colors within them, the glow of orange, blue, pink, and red, twirling and flickering against the blackness. And tonight, you can reach out and touch them. Imagine yourself lifting your hand and dipping it into the cosmic cloud hovering over you. Feel the cool air of that swirling darkness and the gentle warmth of the stars. As you move your hand, the stars shift like flowers on a pond. They clink against one another like tiny glass bulbs, filling the air around you 
with a gentle, soothing melody, almost like bells ringing. For the first time, you can see and feel what treasures they really are. But these stars are not just moved by the gentle brush of your hand. These stars are alive, living and breathing and making their way across the universe. Just as you're swirling your hand in the cosmic cloud, a brilliant light shines from your right. And this light is none other than a shooting star. You watch in awe as it arcs over your head, leaving a sparkling trail of incandescent space dust in its wake. It has no particular goal in mind. It is not creating anything but beauty and wonder, and you are grateful for that. It arcs over your head, and for a brief second, you can see the shades shimmering inside it. Ruby and amber and sapphire and gold, reminding you of the treasure that this moment really is. And as quickly as the star streaks across the perfect celestial haze above your head, it disappears into the clouds on the other side of your room. Though it is gone, you can see the space dust it left behind. You watch as the space dust travels down, growing closer to you as you lie there on your back, taking in the beautiful sight. Asteria stretched in the cool grass, amazed at the sight of stars, as they streaked across the night sky, leaving unique trails in the atmosphere. As the titan goddess of stars, she could feel each and every one as they traveled down toward the horizon. After all, she was in control of it. With the mere twinkle of her fingers, she could send the star cascading down to the earth anywhere that she would like. She could send it spiraling down in the sparkling ocean that she could see from her cozy spot on Mount Olympus. She could send it to the forests where the humans worshipped her and admired her as an oracle. She could send it to the vast deserts in the far distance, where her stars shone brighter than ever. But tonight, she simply watched them as they went at their own pace toward that beautiful horizon. Leto stretched beside Asteria, soaking in the glow of this brilliant starry night sky. She didn't command power over the stars like her sister did. She was not a titan goddess of anything quite yet. But she was not 
a jealous woman. She was a happy one. She loved her sister's connection to the stars. She loved lying out in the grass of Olympus with her sister every single night, watching as the stars came to be. She felt they were a perfect reflection of who Asteria was as a person, brilliant and magical. The two sisters lay in that cool grass for hours, giggling and swapping stories with one another. It was their nightly ritual, a ritual that no one else on Olympus was invited to, not that they would want to attend anyway. Once, the Titans had ruled over everything, during the Golden Age, the Titans commanded the cosmos under the reign of Cronus, who happened to be the girl's ancestor. But when the Titans fell, the world changed for Asteria and Leto. They were allowed to stay on Olympus when many Titans were not. It was a gift, a privilege, but they knew it would one day come with a price. They were allowed to stay because of their beauty, and they knew that meant that sometime one of the gods would be coming for them. But for now, they were thrilled to scurry away from the gods and goddesses and find their own little slice of paradise in the grass of the beauty that was Olympus. While many on Olympus shunned them, wanting them to be thrown back down to earth, the girls were unbothered, because at the end of the day, they knew they had one another. They shared a love that no god or goddess could ever sever. That night, after watching the shooting stars, make their way across the beautiful land. The two girls made their way back to their chambers. The night was particularly cool, and despite that, they decided to take the long way back. As they walked down the halls of marble and gold, they breathed in the scent of the fresh air wafting through the windows. The smell of citrus and the fragrant olive trees, of earthy soil and of the distant salty sea. It was something that always put them at ease before they went to bed. They appreciated the earth for all it provided them with. And after the Titans fell, they appreciated that they were allowed to be here enjoying it even more. Asteria gave her sister a kiss on the cheek and retired to her room. She went about her nightly ritual of lighting candles. 
Then she crouched before an altar. Not only was Asteria the goddess of the stars, but the goddess of dream, divination, and astrology. She spent some time there, wading through dreams and thoughts of the future, seeking out messages of the health and fortune of those around her. It was then, when she was crouched before the glowing candles, that she felt a presence behind her. She knew who it was before she even turned around, though she dreaded looking at him in the eye. Zeus stood behind her, hands crossed over his chest as they always were. He took Asteria by the hand and told her how divine she was, how she was the most beautiful woman he had ever seen, and how he must have her. Asteria knew this time would come, but she had been hoping it wouldn't be so soon. She had been hoping this would occur with anyone but Zeus. She knew from her time on Olympus that there was no point in convincing the man. She knew she must flee. She backed up to the window, confidence and determination churning through her veins. She sat on the windowsill and gave Zeus a faint smile before she tipped herself backwards falling out and free-falling through the air with complete and total grace. As the wind rushed around her and the grass below grew near, she took a deep breath. Using her magic, she transformed into a snow-white quail. She glided through the air then, flying away from Olympus as fast as the wind would take her. As she flew away, she cast one look over her shoulder. The window in the distance was aglow with candles, a flicker of warmth in the darkness that was night. And in that window was her sister, her sister would love her and find her no matter what. For a few moments, Asteria was free. She felt the cold air lace through her feathers as she sailed through the wind. She felt the earth moving beneath her, so far below that she was completely and entirely untethered. For the first time ever, she felt like she could understand the shooting stars. She was the one sailing across the sky, leaving a trail of wonder and magic in her wake. But her moment of peace, of connection to her abilities, 
came to an end when she cast another look over her shoulder. She thought she had lost Zeus, that he wouldn't pursue her if she transformed into a quail and left Olympus behind forever. But sadly, Asteria was wrong. Zeus was right behind her, flying through the air after her. He had transformed into an eagle, and as he flew after her, picking up speed, Asteria's heart sank. She had to outrun him, and she would do whatever it took. She dived down toward the ground, embracing the feeling of the wind, ruffling her feathers even more. Just as she was about to hit the soft earth, she turned herself up, gliding just above it instead. Her talons brushed against the dewy grass, sending droplets of condensation falling over the soil like rain. She skimmed the ground for quite some time, marveling at the sights from an entirely new angle. But Zeus still pursued her. She wove through the trees, narrowly grazing the bark as she made her way through the forest canopy with such grace. It was like a fine dance she was performing. Unfortunately, Zeus was dancing alongside her, not missing a single step. Asteria felt her hope of outrunning Zeus diminishing more and more the further she flew. When she burst out of the forest, it felt like a blessing. Once more, she could see the starry sky overhead, reminding her that things would be okay. And the stars were not just in the sky overhead. They were reflected in the sea below. The Aegean Sea was so utterly calm that night that it was like a sheet of glass stretching to the far horizon. Asteria skimmed along the top of the water, still hoping that somehow Zeus would lose steam and fall into the sea. But she had no such luck. In his eagle form, he grew closer and closer to her. In utter desperation, she suddenly realized what she had to do. She looked down at the stars reflecting in the sea below her. It was like an entire ocean of stars, inviting her to take a dip, telling her that safety could be found there, could be found within them. She took a deep breath and dived 
into the sea. With ease, her beak sliced through the water, welcoming her to the safety of the depths below. She transformed back into her human form. The touch of the cool water against her skin was a completely different sensation than the one she had been experiencing only moments prior, when it was the night air that was brushing over her. There was a sense of elation that found her then, floating without a tether in the sea. She watched as Zeus turned and headed back to Olympus, figuring that she was no longer worth the trouble. She had made it. She had escaped Zeus and found comfort in this sea of stars. But unfortunately, that comfort could not last forever. Zeus was a god who wanted beautiful women by his side, but his brother Poseidon was also. The minute Asteria emerged from beneath the water and took a breath of the night air, she knew Poseidon would be heading for her. She could feel the power of the god weaving through the ocean to reach her. She knew that there was no way she could make it to shore, no matter what animal she became, no matter what powers she used. And so, she took a deep breath. She turned her gaze up to the stars, to her stars, and smiled at them. A shooting star trailed overhead, leaving that beautiful trail of space dust in its wake. It glistened against the inky black sky, somehow even more stunning than ever, summoning all her strength Asteria transformed herself yet again, not into a bird, nor a fish, nor a star, but an island, a floating island. Moments before Poseidon would reach her, she was gone. The floating island in her place, Delos, was barren and empty devoid of plants or life in any way, shape, or form. His plans thwarted, Poseidon dived back into the waves, disappearing into the depths of the sea where he belonged. And with that, a new era began. Asteria, the beautiful, kind goddess of the stars, of dream divination, of astrology, was an island, floating through the sea with no connection to the land at all. 
she was to aimlessly make her way through the sea, and she had no idea how long it would be for. She was alone with nothing but the stars to comfort her and guide her. But she wouldn't be that way for long. Back at Olympus, her sister Leto hadn't escaped Zeus. She found herself pregnant with two of his children, something that was not entirely unique, but something that made her the enemy of Hera, Zeus's wife. Leto fled Olympus as soon as she could, fearing Hera's wrath. And when Hera's wrath finally came upon her, it was at the worst time. Leto traveled the land, trying to find a safe place to give birth to her twins. But Hera wouldn't let that happen. Hera pursued Leto as she journeyed from island to island, from mountaintop to mountaintop, desperately trying to find a safe spot for herself and her children. But time and time again, Hera would descend upon Leto, making her delivery spot unsafe. As Leto continued traveling, searching and searching for a place to have her children, Hera sent her decree, forbidding any bit of land or sea from giving Leto refuge. Leto was devastated. She feared having no place to go. She wondered what was going to happen to herself and her children. But then she heard the voice of her sister. Asteria told her sister that she did not fear the wrath of Hera. And since the floating island was neither mainland nor a real island, she wanted to provide her sister with refuge, with a place to give birth to her niece and nephew. And so, Leto fled to the island of Delos. It was a barren, sad place. There was nothing but sand, dirt, and rocks. But it felt like home to Leto because it was where her sister was. That night, under a starry sky full of shooting stars, Leto gave birth to her beautiful, powerful twins, Artemis and Apollo. As she cradled her marvelous children in her arms, Leto promised her sister that Delos would be revered by many. It would be honored by many and become a place of refuge for those worthy of it. Leto stayed on the island as it floated aimlessly across the sea. In time, thanks to the power of Artemis and Apollo, the island began to flourish. 
trees sprouted up from the sand, providing shade and shelter and supplies. Bushes ripe with berries and fruits began to grow out of the earth. Their aroma filled the air. The sticky sweet smell of fresh berries and sugar mixed with the briny, revitalizing scent of the ocean. Even animals began to roam the island, providing Leto, Artemis, and Apollo with food. For quite some time, they lived a perfect life there, and they weren't alone. In her human form, Asteria visited Apollo and Artemis. As part of the island, she could never leave it and return to the mainland. At one point, she had thought it to be a terrible fate, but now it was far from it. Now she could provide her sister and her niece and nephew with a safe place to live forever. And their days were, indeed, full of life. In the mornings, Asteria and Leto would sit around a fire and cook up a healthy breakfast for the kids. The kids would toddle around on the island. They would lie in the fields of flowers and nap beneath palm trees, whispering to one another about their dreams and their hopes for the future. They would play games and splash one another in the shallow water. They were completely whole on the island, able to roam and play and splash around to their heart's content. When breakfast was ready, they would join Asteria and Leto at the home they had built. They would eat with one another, appreciating every bite of delicious food and sharing delightful conversation. Asteria and Leto taught the kids all the lessons they needed to know. They would walk around the island and point out the different plants and animals, teaching the kids all about the world. Asteria would recite poetry to them as they wandered the beaches and relaxed with their feet in the sand. When they took midday naps under the shade of palm trees, Artemis and Apollo would ask about history, about the other gods. Leto would fill them in with everything they needed to know about the world. It was a peaceful life, a beautiful one. But nothing was quite as beautiful as when the night swept across the island 
The odd little family would gather around a campfire and turn their gaze to the sky. They would smile dreamily as they looked up at each sparkling star in wonder. And then, the show would begin. Asteria twirled her fingers every single night, commanding the shooting stars to dance across the sky for her. Some nights, she would make them do loops and circles and hearts in the air. Others, she would glide her hand gracefully through the air, causing the shooting stars to land in the sea by her feet, sending a spray of water up into the air. The kids would always giggle at this, enjoying every second of the spectacle. And as the kids fell asleep in the light of the campfire and the cascading stars, Leto and Asteria would smile at each other. Asteria would kiss Leto on the cheek, and the two would curl up in beds of their own. For several years it went on like this. They raised the kids in harmony without much trouble, wandering the earth. Eventually, the kids' powers created pillars that ran from the bottom of the island all the way to the sea floor, cementing the island in place. No longer were they wandering aimlessly. They were home, and that is where they would remain. Asteria was happy. The island was a dream. But there was still something missing. She had always wanted a husband of her own and kids to raise. She felt that Zeus had robbed her of that. Some nights she would lie awake looking at the horizon, dreaming of a boat arriving someday with a handsome stranger on it. And eventually, that dream came true. As dawn splashed across the island one fine day, Asteria opened her eyes and was met with the sight of a boat making its way through the waves. The boat stopped at the edge of the island and docked. It was the first visitor the girls had ever had upon the island, and though they were excited, they couldn't help but be a little fearful as well. The man who stepped off the boat immediately took Asteria's breath away. He introduced himself as Perseus, the Titan God. He was traveling and found himself lost in the ocean. It had been quite some time since he had seen land, and he was desperate for a place to dock just for the night.
Leto could see the magic in Asteria's eyes as she introduced herself to Perseus. She waved the two off, encouraging Asteria to show him the island. Asteria and Perseus made their way around the beautiful island, soaking in the views of the ocean. They spoke of poetry and magic and the world in a low whisper, as if they were swapping secrets only meant for each other's ears. Asteria had never felt connected to someone as naturally as she felt connected to Perseus. And in turn, Perseus felt the same way. He had never encountered someone as miraculous as Asteria, as graceful and intelligent and witty. That night, the two sat with their feet in the waves. Asteria twirled her fingers and made the falling stars dance as they streaked across the sky. Perseus watched in wonder, mesmerized by the power that Asteria held. He asked how a woman as powerful as she was had come to be on an island like this. And for the first time ever, Asteria told her story to someone. Perseus listened to every single word she said with a calm, caring, empathetic expression. He held her hands when her voice began to shake, and when she cried, he cradled her in his arms, holding her protectively against his chest. It was a moment of pure connection and love. The next morning, it was time for Perseus to leave. But as he gazed at Asteria in the early morning light, he knew leaving wasn't an option. He asked Asteria if he could stay, if she would have his hand in marriage. Asteria gleefully agreed, wrapping her arms around Perseus to bring him close. That night, beneath the sparkling stars, Perseus and Asteria got married. Apollo, Artemis, and Leto were there alongside them, giving their blessing with tears in their eyes and smiles on their faces. There were no longer four on the island, there were five, and soon there would be six. On the clearest night of them all, as a full moon painted the sky and ocean in a silvery glow, Asteria gave birth to a bright and brilliant baby girl, Hecate. The moment Hecate was born, 
she looked up at the moon with purpose and glee. Asteria's family was complete, and she had never been happier. She raised her daughter alongside her sister and her niece and nephew. After all they had been through, they had a safe home together. They had carved out a beautiful life for themselves here in the middle of the sea. A beautiful life that they wouldn't trade for anything else in the world. Thank you for listening. I hope this story has helped you reach a night of peaceful and relaxing sleep. Perhaps you have reached a Delos island of your own. Please join me again tomorrow night for another sleep story. Until then, sweet dreams.